had a website, but it wasn't, it was just, it was almost like a vanity project back then. Now it is like an entrance fee to have a business. Good. Hey, I wanted to let you know that the Google guarantee, the Google ads, man, I'm getting 12 to 16 calls a week. My goal is at least do 10 to 15 more years, grow it up, sell it for 40, 50 million, maybe more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Titan Talks. My name is Jonathan Stern. I'm an engineer at Topline Pro, but once a week, I have the honor of sitting down with successful home service entrepreneurs to discuss their journeys to success. Today is August 16th, 2023, and my guest is Eric Van Overbeek, also known as Eric the Paint Ninja. Eric is the owner of Prime Painting, a painting company serving Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas. He has a popular Facebook page with more than 600 followers. But what's really impressive is the TikTok following that he's built. He's amassed more than 1 million likes on his videos and has 30,000 followers. We are thrilled to be able to talk to you today to learn more about the business and how you got here. Eric, welcome to Titan Talks. Oh, thank you, man. I'm very excited to be here. Appreciate it. Let's start with an easy one. How'd you become a painter? Uh, so as much as I have a couple of college degrees, criminal justice and a business degree that don't apply to painting, um, that was my college gig when I was uh, off for the summers. So it became something I actually fell in love with. There's a lot of instant gratification with painting where a lot of other jobs, you know, you do the same thing every day. It's very repetitive. And as much as painting is repetitive, it's satisfying. It was uh, something I enjoyed sticking with. Did you always want to be a business owner or um, was this was this a turn? Tell, tell us how long ago was it? Sure. Um, so uh, 2006, I started painting. So that was uh, a few years ago. Uh, and uh, I started for the first four years with college pro painters and they did uh, only exterior where I worked. So I started out doing exterior only. And after four years, I was going to run a franchise there. I ended up um, branching off on my own. Just there was a lot of royalty fees and um, more steps to it than I wanted. So in the end, working for myself sounded easier. I just kind of cut the rate down a little bit from what I learned from them. And um, I ended up being borderline successful. I lived with my parents and it was a, it was a simple start for me. Um, but when I moved to North Carolina in 2013, that's when I really took it seriously. And um, we've been doing it 10 years now. We've brought in over a million dollars in uh, gross revenue. It's pretty great. Okay, so you've you've been at this for a while. Then um, we'd yep. love to hear what what is the what is the biggest mistake you've made since starting, and then what's what's the most surprising thing about being a business owner? Um, I would say that uh, the biggest mistake I've made is hiring people uh, and putting them on jobs where I haven't already worked with them or seen their work firsthand because uh, you can trust people and they will let you down sometimes. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but um, not a, a lot of people think they're great painters and not everyone's a great painter. And um, I've learned that when I hire people now, I spend that first day with them. We go do a job together. I let them know how I want things done because when I go to a job and my customer sees my work versus another uh, subcontractors of mine or employee, we want that to be synchronized across all jobs, um, similar quality. And yeah, the, um, the biggest surprise working for myself um, I actually was talking about this recently. I don't really work for 
people think like you work for the customer or, you know, you work for yourself, but really I think I work for my future self because that's the person that I have to impress the most. And uh, future me is a pretty diligent person and I got to keep up with that. And I think that if you want to be a business owner, you have to pay attention to what you're going to need in the future. Um, Cause it's really easy sometimes to come home and not write up that estimate or, you know, not go clean out your equipment that you got to do, but tomorrow you need you to do that. And um, that, that was the one thing that I realized, like I really, I work for myself, but I really work for future me and the situations that are to come. So you had some experience at the, you said college painters, college, um, college pro, college pro. How did you figure out pricing in the early days? Did you go off of um, what they were doing? Um, or did you have to sort of reinvent the wheel there? How did you, how did you settle on the right price? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. They had uh, sheets that they would allot for houses. So I could go to a home and I would have a grid sheet that would say how many windows, how many doors, how much siding for square footage. And we had breakdowns for pricing. But for myself, I found that every home is so unique that it was easier for me to look at a house and put it on paper than to try to apply it to a spreadsheet that's meant for homes. Because everyone's, every home is something unique about it that um, you need to take into account for. And it's easier for me to just go over the blank slate, look at the front of the house, measure out square footage, count shutters, all that stuff, break it down, move to the right side, the back left, break it all down for the homeowner. And um, yeah, I think that's probably the, the best way to go about that. But uh, Has anything changed there? about your process? Uh, I mean, it sounds like you have it down to a science these days, but yeah, uh, how did you get there? Uh, I used to do one coat pricing versus two coats if needed pricing, and that became really confusing for homeowners. I wouldn't really recommend doing that. Nowadays, I just do one quote for the two coats of paint on the walls, and two coats will cover if you're using high-quality paint, and I offer my discount, too, to help people get higher-quality paint without having to sacrifice budget or quality, and then makes life hard for everyone, but... Um, moving interior, we didn't do interior college pro. So when I started that, I just kind of worked hourly. I started at 20 an hour and 30, and now I work, I don't know, 50 to $60 an hour, my pricing. So it's gone up considerably over time, but that's over 10 years. It's kind of understandable. You said did, did not do interior at college pros. It was exclusively Correct. interior painting. Correct. Yep. And, uh, they did do interior in other regions of the country and other branches and franchises, but the one I worked for, we were exterior only. How was the transition to interior and, and why'd you decide to add a new service? Yeah, it's great. I love air conditioning and it's not raining inside. And... Yeah, I, yeah, I would start with interior on account of the air conditioning. Yeah, um, it, it's a wonderful transition, but when I still have to work outside, I do. I mean, there's good money in it, but at the same time, I think I make more money inside and I like the high end um, intricate kind of work like trim detail and stuff where exterior sometimes you can get it done cheaper because people can drip all over your grass and your bushes and it's not the end of the world, but your Persian rug and your couch, uh, you've got to be careful with. So um, I like that interior pay as well as weather. Little conditions are a little bit better. Yeah. Is there anything about it that's, that's harder that maybe you wouldn't recommend to someone thinking about switching? Um, I say go for it. Um, when I worked outside, I, I, rolled first and brushed second we'd accomplish as much as we could square footage wise with a roller and then brush in any fine edges we couldn't get to with the roller and the inside interior is the exact opposite you have to brush first and roll second if you don't you'll get very wide we call it picture framing and so there were some things that were different but 
outside of that, if you can paint outside, you can probably paint inside. You just have to take your time. And I, then again, I know people have been painting for 30 years. It doesn't mean you're good at it. It just means you've been painting for 30 years. So uh, just take care in what you do. Quality over quantity has always been my motto. So. Well, you haven't quite been painting for 30, I suppose, but it, we're, we're closing in on 20 years. Would love to hear about the project that you're most proud of. Think back, all of them. I want to single in on the one that you're most proud of. Um, it's it's easy for me. It's the one on my business card. We did a 8,000 square foot house in Cornelius here. And um, I didn't charge a lot of money. I charged $12,000 for that plus paint. So maybe like 15 grand total. And that's for the exterior. That's not a lot of money uh, compared to what I would charge now. But it took me like two and a half months. And I did uh, most of it. I spent like a month and a half alone. And I had a couple other guys there, but. It was stucco. It was a massive undertaking. Is that and the one on your website, Eric? Yeah. That yep. Gorgeous home. That's that's the back of the house with the pool and the pillars. And the front of the house is a whole other story with fountains. And it's crazy. Yeah. But that customer I met at Sherwin-Williams, I just saw her at the store. I was like, do you need a painter? And she's like, sure. You want to come give me a quote? And I followed her over to her house. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is the biggest house <laughs> I've ever worked in by double, probably. And uh, yeah, it was that that is one of my crown uh, achievements that I'm proud of. But now that's new homeowners, and I haven't gotten my card to them, and they've revamped the entire house, repainted the whole thing already with someone else. And I I'm not the painter there anymore, which is sad. But the people I did work for that used to live there, they're wonderful people, and yeah, um, very 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 good house. Took a month and a half. How many people did two you? And a half I'm sorry, two two and a half months. Yeah. How many how many guys did you have working on the project with you? two other guys uh, and we sprayed and back rolled, but our downfall was we thought that it was um, uh, sealed. Uh, the, the stucco was sealed and, and block filled and it wasn't. So when we put the paint on, it kind of flashed. We used duration, which was recommended by Sherwin. We ended up going with A100, which is a lower sheen finish, but that was, there were a lot of complications. We painted the front of the house probably six times, but we learned a lot. <laughs> And fortunately, that was like the smaller side of the house. So everything from there on out was fairly easy. Yeah, easy. It was 40 foot ladders and sprayers and yeah. What was behind your decision not to charge more? You said that you, it was sort of low for the the, the nature of the project. It was, it was my pricing at the time. It's just low compared to now. So now I charge between two and 250 a square foot. That would have put it much higher than, tw so 12,000 was roughly $1.50 a square foot which to me was worth it because I also didn't have a lot going on um, at the time. So that's a big job when you have nothing, $12,000 is a lot of money. But uh, mm -hmm. I actually sent a quote about six months prior and he never got back to me. And I thought for sure he just was like, no, I'm not going to go with you. And six months later, he messaged me and was like, can you still send me that quote? I was like, yeah, I, I did. And I just forwarded the original email and he's like, okay, yeah, let's go with you. And even after six months, he still went with us. And it was just, he didn't see my email. And <laughs> You just got to wait it out sometimes. I imagine you've gotten, you say you're able to charge more. I imagine part of that is that you've gotten better as a painter. You're just, you know, you're more experienced, you're more skilled. Um, what's, what, what is it about your painting now that's better? Uh, like how, how could I tell as um, a homeowner that, that you've really improved? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to think I've always been good at like painting straight lines. That's one thing I kind of am proud of myself for. But the quality of paint that we use helps a lot too. And I know it's kind of not really in my control, but 
how you apply like two-story foyer walls, rolling tall walls with um, like an eight to 16 foot pole. That kind of stuff is really tricky to do. And that's one thing that I've gotten really good at. And when we're done with the wall, it's like a piece of glass. It's just, uh, it's very satisfying as well. But um, I don't know, it's kind of, it's hard to say, but originally I was using cheaper paints, cashmere and super paint from Sherwin-Williams. But duration I use now, um, if you can use that and you can make a straight line and all that, it's you're good to go. But we we don't really tape anything. I never have. Um, I still I'm not gonna say I never have. I I don't for straight lines. I will to protect things from paint spatter like baseboards, which is more important. But um, yeah, in my mind, I think that every painter should be able to brush, brush and roll, in that. Case. Let's turn to business today. Um, would love to hear in general how it's going. Um, maybe you could walk us through number of employees that you have, jobs on the schedule, stuff like that. Yeah, I've got one guy full-time now. I had two. Last year, we got a little slow and he went off on his own again, and I'm not at him for it. And uh, we're doing good, probably a little bit less work this year than last year, but we're still booked out till uh, about two months, month and a half, two months for us, which is pretty good. And yeah. we don't do a lot of advertising except for uh, the website, which has actually been wonderful. Um, through top line because that's I've already got three jobs off that and it's already paid for itself for the whole year so it's more than worth it but beyond that um, yeah, we don't really advertise much word of mouth is everything so next door Facebook just literal neighbors we use lawn signs the vinyl on my car people see someone called me today because I saw my car in the customer's driveway so I have a got a whole other job next door to where I'm working today just parking my car there but it's those little things, those investments pay off. Or, you know, $400 vinyl on your cars can get you a ton of work. When did, you, when did you get on TikTok? 1 million likes, 30,000 followers. At, at what point did you know that this might be <laughs> might be a viable, uh, uh, I don't know if it's advertising or, or just a way to get the word out a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't think every painter's on TikTok. So tell me about that. No. Um, well, I was reluctant. I didn't want to like everyone's like it's for kids and i was like yeah i'm not gonna get on that and then uh people were watching my videos on facebook and they're like these are so satisfying you really need to put them on tiktok so i was like i'll make an account and within like a couple months one of my videos got a million views and i was like oh that was kind of addicting i was like oh look at all the comments and it was great and i like i was i was so full of myself it was horrible um but like since then i just love making content i go back and watch my own videos i've forgotten i made and like i make some funny ones and I forget about them. But, uh, it was a couple of years ago I started it, I don't know, uh, August of about two years ago. And it's good. Uh, it's been a slow growth. Some people are like 100,000 followers a week after they get on there. Uh, some people never hit 10,000. And so I'm grateful. Um, 30,000 is a lot. A million likes is a ton of likes on my page. I never really expected that. But um, TikTok, I think, is good for me because I do like short, shorter videos. Uh, YouTube has never been a success for me. Um, and Facebook, on my personal page, I have like 8,000 followers because of some of my, my TikTok videos I've shared on my personal page, too. But, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was uh, after the first, like, five videos went viral, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this because um, it's I've gotten jobs off of it. I got an $8,000 job um, beginning of the year off of it, so that pays for, well, I mean, all of it. TikTok's free, so it's all good for me. What was behind your decision to get the website? It's a relatively recent investment for you, right? Yeah. Um, well, you guys reached out to me, Top Line, um, and uh, it's 
awesome. I within a day, you guys had the draft and everything created, and it was, it was it was amazing. I've seen I've had a minor website, and it was useless. I mean, it just was. It was basically a a page of pictures that I had with a phone number, and this is I mean way more than a website. The AI stuff is incredible because it's already making posts for me that are getting more engagement than I've ever gotten on my posts, and I don't post enough, so it keeps me up with weekly posts and. I've got the the more reviews now. I've got more of a reason to get reviews too. So we've got we've probably painted 500 homes in Charlotte, and I have like 10 reviews on my page because I just don't really ask people, or I do and they don't do it. So uh, it's tough. But now I have like a real reason to like I need to get them out there because the website displays them nicely. And now a lot of people they want a website, especially the past generations. They don't deal with Facebook much. My dad's not even on Facebook. But he loves telling me about websites. And I'm like, there's apps for that. But he still loves his websites. And it's um, something that I've never been part of. So it's good to, I, I want to grow the business so that if uh, you know my family grows, I have time to step back. I can hire more people if I have more work. And this is kind of like the first step to that is honestly, the website is going to be a big chunk of it. Walk me through that a little bit more, Eric. What is your goal in five years or in 10 um, so last 10 years, I haven't really grown. We I've made more money and I charge more so I can work a little bit less. But as far as like um, gross revenue, we float somewhere between $100,000 and $200,000 every year. And honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm very okay with that amount of money. It's just a matter of um, if I can still make that money and work less, it allows me more free time to do the things that I enjoy and spend time with family. So um, my not everyone needs to grow. I, I've had six people working for me. It was a nightmare. Uh, nothing got done after a while. People didn't show up. They stole from customers. And it was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I had to, yeah, it, it was, I had to back off and go back to me and the people I can truly trust. And um, uh, that's, I like it here. I like working myself and I like managing uh, a couple people. But when it gets beyond that and I have to step back from painting, it takes away what I love about the business a little bit that instant gratification just becomes instead of a revolving wheel of headaches for employees and customers. And yeah, I'm, I, I prefer physically doing my job personally. As you think through growing the business, does that mean um, more employees maybe getting back to five or six or, or is it mostly a revenue target that you're aiming for? Uh, my goal would be to generate like the money that i make now working with one other person but without me having to do the work which obviously like everyone's dream right but um if i can i at times i've had subs where i'm making you know a thousand or two thousand dollars a week and i don't have to go to work and i work on top of that make extra money but if i can get three four guys solid guys to work and i can make a couple thousand dollars a week i can step back and just paint when i want and do the estimates all day long and but with more people comes a requirement for more work, which is where the website would come in and vice versa. You can't have one without the other. And it's a hard juggling act to have the extra people on hand before you have the work or have the extra work on hand before you have the people. You've been at this uh, 16, I guess, 17 years now. Um, what advice would you have for pros who are just starting out? Um Trust your gut when it comes to homeowners. Red flags are a real thing. Um, there's some customers that I just, I don't want to work with after a conversation with them if they feel pushy or like they're telling you how to do your job. Uh, not everyone's a great fit. Someone will be a great fit for those people. But also um, your social, build a social network. 
um, around where you live because next door is big. But when I first started my business, I went door to door in my neighborhood and flyered everyone's house to put a flyer in their mailbox. And the following week, I went back and knocked on everyone's door and was like, hey, I'm Eric. You know, I'm working in the neighborhood. I live here. Would you want your house painted? And I got like five jobs that day. They told their friends and I got on their private Facebook group and I painted, I don't know, probably 50 of the 250 houses in that neighborhood. And then I worked in the neighborhood next to that, which had hundreds of homes. And eventually I branched out to much nicer homes and moved up to where the money is. And now I live around the lake where uh, that's, it's been a big step, but start humbly, you know, walking on door to door is not that crazy. And people see that you're actually putting in a real effort where, you know, just a, an email or something or like a group uh, automated flyer doesn't feel personal to me. And I, and I get, I know what mail I get is automated, you know, and you just toss those. Yeah. Highest conversion early on was the door to door, just saying hi to the neighbors and seeing if they need help. Yep. Yeah. Right. Some people, you get one job for them. You paint a room, then you're going to paint the next room. Then you paint the whole house then you paint the outside of the house. And if you're in somewhere long enough, um, their neighbors will notice too. And then they ask them how they did. And I almost everyone needs their house painted. I'll get in a car accident and be like, ask people if they need their house painted. Because nine <laughs> times out of 10, they're Does like, I actually do. And Does that yeah. actually happen there? The car accident? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'll like, you know, you bump into someone at the bar or something, you spill a drink and you're like, I'm so sorry. Do you need your house painted? Like it's, it just, it's my job. So, and I'll tell you though, I've made a lot of connections and I've given cards to a lot of people and done work that just cause I asked them and they're like, actually, yeah, almost everyone has something they want to change the color of or update the builder paint or, yeah. At Titan Talks, we like to close with a rapid fire round. Are you ready? Oh, sure. Okay. Let's do it. We heard about your proudest moment as a painter. Would you be able to offer a horror story? Oh, sure. Um, so speaking of working with people before you hire them, uh, I I had a guy working with me that had to, um, he couldn't get to work because he was too drunk. I had to let him go. Hired these two other guys I met and they went to go do a job, ended up borrowing money from the homeowner to go get a ladder, which they didn't tell me they did. So when I go pick up the check at the end of the job, my my subs aren't there and the homeowner's not there. And he's apparently picking up their van from Wendy's where they got arrested for not having a license. So I show up and the wife's like, yeah, my husband will be back in a second. He comes home and is like, needs $100 deducted off the bill because they borrowed $100, which I didn't even know about. So I, I obliged, obviously, and apologized profusely. And I remember him specifically saying, this has been a very unique experience as he was writing the check to me. And I was like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. So I uh, I have learned, I learned a lot. And now I know that if I'm gonna work with someone, I work with them. And then I will send them out on jobs on their own because you just don't know. And and make sure they have a license. That's That should probably be what I've taken away the most. But um, yeah, you live and you learn. There's, there are so many horror stories. I came and I've spilled paint on roofs. I've, I've done it all. And you just remedy it the best you can. And, uh, you know, be honest and upfront. The homeowners appreciate that more than anything. If you make a mistake, just tell them. What's your favorite thing about being a painter? Um, I think it makes people really happy. Like it's a small thing to do. It doesn't take a lot of time in a day. I can get a couple of bedrooms done and it like 
you see people's faces light up sometimes. Some people are indifferent to it and their wife picked a color or something or their husband and they don't care. But some people, it's like their nursery for their kids and you can just see it in their face. And, um, you know, obviously everyone likes to be appreciated, but, and that's goes with it too. It's, um, it's nice that my work is appreciated, but at the same time, I don't know, you're making a difference, like a small minor difference, but it's a difference. And like, I know when I look around my house and I paint something new, I notice it for months to come my eye catches it and i'm like oh i finally finished that thing and it's it makes you feel good it's a sense of accomplishment instant gratification what's the biggest challenge you're currently facing um probably the struggle between finding more help and finding more work because i can't get people until i have work and i can't get work until i have people so it's a bittersweet um challenge like i, I want to grow but at the same time there's peace at uh, the stage that I'm at without having to go out of my way to find more people or yep. jobs. And last question, as we think about the next three months, six months, what are you most looking forward to? Ooh. Any big projects, anything about the business? What's what's to come for Prime Painting that, that you're excited about? Um. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about the collaborations and things through TikTok. That's um that's a big step for me that I'm I'm enjoying more as we go. But as far as jobs, we have um, fairly typical jobs coming up. Uh, nothing crazy. No eight thousand square foot houses that we need to paint. But it's uh, it's good. I don't know. My my plan is to just kind of stay consistent. Um, and as much as I work with my subcontractor, I'm trying to find us more separate jobs because I feel like there's more money to be made there too. So. That means pretty much doubling up our schedule, um, but not too much, because then I end up in a bind and I have too much work to do. It's just it's a it's a fine balance you have to keep running your own business. And I, I as much as it's a struggle coming up, it's been the same struggle I've had for ten years, but it's still a little struggle nonetheless. Is the anxiety of will there be work? And there always seems to be. Well, thank you so much for coming on Titan Talks. It's it's been great to hear your story. Absolutely. Uh, I know all of our listeners will uh, enjoy hearing it as well. Eric, thank you for being a part of Titan Talks. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.